Everybody, welcome to Bamcast Extra, episode 112. Oh yeah, yeah, 112 episodes. I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. And we're back, and this week the fans of Bamcast Extra, who voted on Patreon.com/slash/BMFcast, decided we should watch the first two episodes of The Crow: Stairway to Heaven, the TNT show from 1998. Mm-hmm. I mean, next in the chronological order yes. of things, crow wise. If if we are Doing this proper, which is the only way we ever do anything, mm-hmm. this was next. Um, and this is a remake of the Eric Draven storyline for the first part. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Sure. And then it goes off on its own. <laughs> yeah. It uh, it does. It's a thing. Uh, Mark Dacascos, mm-hmm. the star of The Crow, Stairway to Heaven. Welcome back to the show, friend. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the first like so this is this is really two episodes smooshed together to be a two hour premiere or whatever. Sure. And the first hour is very much, hey, did you see the crow but on a budget of about twelve dollars? <laughs> well now you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like all all of the things from the crow are back. Yeah. Just done real bad. Much worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um I mean, it, it's honestly the exact same story, except that it starts with uh, uh, Eric Draven kind of falling from somewhere, and then he's on a bridge, and his girlfriend is on the other side of the bridge, mm-hmm. and a they're sus- like a suspension bridge between a gorge, not like a traditional right city bridge. Yeah, no, this is somewhere in the forest, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, we're dead. That's a bummer, but hey, we're together. That's cool. Everything's fine. Then the crow shows up and she's like, oh, snap. Yeah. I guess we can't be together now. The the crow fucking ruins it. I mean, they're fine. Who gives a shit what happens back on Earth? They're fine. Mm -hmm. But the crow's like, nah, you gotta, (laughs) you gotta come back. (laughs) And he doesn't know shit. She's the one like, oh, yeah, the crow means you got unfinished business anyway. I'll see you. Bye. Yoink. And she gets going back into. Yeah, I don't understand why she gets to hang out in purgatory land while he's just been chilling in a box, I guess. Yeah. Because it's like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's weird, but uh, the crow rules are weird. They are. Um, the crow flies into some sort of as, as the crow flies <laughs> into some sort of dimensional vortex. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, I guess you got to jump into that. Yeah. So that seems legit. Let me jump off the suspension bridge. So he does. And he lands in a mud pit in the middle of a um, day of the dead festival. Yep. Because it's Halloween. Mm hmm. Which. Yeah. That's more of the second movie than the first movie, really. Uh, yeah. But this is immediately gone. Like he gets out of he gets out of well, the mud. He, uh, he gets sort of picked up by the crow too. <laughs> I mean, I mean T O O, because there's a guy in the crowd who's just dressed like the crow. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> he's like, hey, I actually, bro. I actually wonder if it's like his stunt guy. Like they're just like, hey, you know, since you're in crow makeup, why don't you come pick him up? Yeah. Because yeah, he's just like Dios mío, it's <laughs> he's El Crow, <laughs> and. <laughs> He's not dead, and then he just kind of helps him up, and it's like, well, nope, enough of that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Okay, it, so... It's... I mean, it's all the same movie, just time-condensed and watered down. Yeah, so you've got all of the same people from the first movie. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got T-Bird, yep. who was the fired-up guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, Fun Boy. Mm-hmm. You have Tintin. Tintin. The Adventures of Tintin. Yep. Wasn't there another guy... 
Yes. In the movie that I don't think is in this. There was a fourth person. Yeah. I don't remember who that was. Right. Doesn't I doesn't Raw Dog care. or something. I don't know. Yes, Raw Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just they all have dumb names like that, so I'm just making one up. Fine. Um, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> however, like there is like the Michael Wincott character, except he's just just the lamest looking dude. Like he looks like he'd like sell tickets at a ska concert or something. He's like the ninth tier Vegas scumbag piece of shit guy who thinks he's a big bad, but he's really just like just the biggest, just lamest piece of shit. Yeah. But uh, like he, this guy looks nothing like Michael Wincott. He's no. not doing any of the weird, like dark, mysterious biling bullshit. No. That's that was in the movie, Mm-mm. but he is unless this is just how the guy sounds. It sounds like he's trying to do a Michael Wincott impression. If he's not trying to do an impression, they cast a guy who sounded like Michael Wincott. And that's it. Yep. Like doesn't look like act like anything else like that. Just no. he looks like um what's his fu- face? Kevin Dillon. He y- basically yes. He, y- yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it, it like entourage style Kevin Dillon yep. on top of that. Yep. So that's 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 your that's your Michael Wincott guy in this movie. Yeah, that's and, big and, bad. And he just literally runs a nightclub. That mm-hmm. is his and and has a murder room. Like and I mean murder room, not like he takes people there to murder him. He's just got a trophy room that's behind a hidden bookshelf. Yeah. So the thing that, that deviates this from the the first Crow movie is that the first Crow movie they killed him. Because they wanted the property because they were going to whatever property, real estate bullshit. This one, it's just you figure that for the longest time. But then the last second, he's just like, it wasn't me that did it. Someone else wanted you dead. Right. Mystery, I guess, would to be solved later in yeah. the show. So there's there is to be a bigger bad, which then kind of in the second episode, you're like, oh, it's this guy. And then like, no, he's dead now, too. So what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but so, the so the, you've got the discount punks running around from the first Crow movie. Yeah. You've got um, Sarah. Is that the little girl's name? Yep. Yeah, so Sarah's back. She's still got um, her not heroin addicted mom. Just Now just she's just a drunk. Yes. Because her- it's TV. Heroin is too rough for TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, but same kind of dynamic. Like she's, you know, it's been a year after the murder. She's just kind of running around not going to school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Her mom's, you know, worthless and still hanging out. I think they actually paired her with the same scumbag guy. I think it was fun boy or whatever yeah. from the first one. Correct. Yeah. But, and, and this one doesn't bother to like try to introduce the Ernie Hudson character at, it's just like, he just shows up and is like, he's kind of like watching over Sarah. Like she's yeah. just hanging out, talking to the graves. And then he's like, Hey, why aren't you in school? I'm going to take you there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. It's just like, he just sort of magically appears. He doesn't really get a, Hey, I'm solving the murder, and yeah. I was there, and da da da. You know, and, it's just and the character's still a detective here. He's not yeah. been busted down to patrolman or anything. No, no. So no, there's yeah. none of that. It's just, he still has kind of a piece of shit rival in the mm-hmm. police department who's always giving him shit. But it's just like, yeah, fuck you back. And it's like, okay, well, that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Now the thing that that is different that's probably worth noting from the first movie is that. They explain the crow makeup in this one by because like when 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 do they? Well, well I'm saying like when Mark Dacascos comes back, he's just Mark Dacascos with long hair. Yes. You know, and it's just like he just looks normal and mm-hmm. he's like walking around the streets in broad daylight, which is the other weird thing about this is like almost every scene takes place in the daytime, which is really weird for. Yeah, the it's, crow. it's a it's a real city, whichever Canadian city they're filming this in. So it's all stock footage of right. Toronto or whatever. And yeah, a lot of it takes place during the day. Like yeah. one of the very first things he does, he's just walking through a parking lot and there's some guy hassling his woman mm-hmm. and 
the crow is kind of like, that kind of looks like my lady. I'm going to put a stop to this. And sure. he does some roundhouse kicking to that guy. Yeah, but... I I think he goes home first before this happens because they because they establish like he just kind of sort of starts crying black goop out of his eyes. He punches the mirror. He, right. he punches a mirror, and I think the implication was is that the glass came cut back him. and cut him in the face, and he started crying black tears. So yeah, it, it's it's not explained very well, but yeah, it's like he cries this black goop, and then it becomes the crow makeup. Yeah. He crow makeups, he, but it's like it. It's also like I guess it's also whenever he gets hurt because he like you know he but he slices his hand open on the mirror, and then he like crows out. You know, like it's sort of like yeah, but he does it later in the in the interrogation room, and he's not hurt at all. He just decides to crow out. Uh, sure, I don't know, but yeah, maybe he's like learning to control it. But at first, it's just like yeah, because yeah, as you say, he just he intervenes with like a domestic abuse thing mm-hmm. in a parking lot, and yep. he's just like, hey, I'm your worst nightmare, butthorn, mm-hmm. yep. and um. The guy punches him and then he crows out and then like knocks this guy out and lady drives away or whatever. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that so the the one of the new things this show introduces is that the crow whatever comes and goes mm-hmm. like the the makeup and the maybe the power, although that's never clear because sometimes he has powers when he doesn't have the makeup on. Right. Um, at first I was like, is this going to be like a day night thing? Like he crows out at night, but that's not in yeah. any way. So. Right. It just comes and goes. Most of the time, he's Mark DeCoscos, right? Just hanging out. Yeah, I will note that the uh, domestic abuser guy like attacks him with the club. Yes, like like actually, if you remember, like the like lock your car up with the club. Yeah, it should have been a crowbar. That would have been funnier. Would have been better. Yeah, yeah. that would be funnier. They probably but, there probably aren't crowbars in Canada or some uh, dumb thing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so like yeah, so he's like walking around and then like right away. I think he meets the detective dude first, like, because he, he basically, like, it, it seems like he's going to go on the same trajectory of, like, hey, I just need to find the scumbags who killed Shelly, my girlfriend, wife, whatever. Well, and he, he goes to the, the pawn shop without right. ever oh. getting the information. He yeah. just, like, he sees his guitar, and he's right. like, give me back my yeah, guitar. Yeah, he's just walking down the street and sees his guitar, and yeah. he's like, hey, where'd you get this guitar? And did you get anything else from this guy? And he finds the, the ring and puts mm-hmm. it on, and then, you know, dude, yeah. dude shoots him with a shotgun, and he's just like, ow, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And then... He leaves. Yeah. He doesn't do, He doesn't set that place on fire or no. make him say shit on me. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's just like, I'm taking this guitar and this ring and, you know, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. And so uh, the detective dude had harassed, uh, I guess, 1010 on the street. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, it's been a year. I know you killed him. What's the deal? And he's like, ah, get out of here, detective. Yeah. And he's not a knife guy now. He's a chain guy. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have his vest of knives. He just carries a chain like just, a, a belt. Just a junkyard chain. Mm-hmm. And so he goes back to the, the local big bad, the Kevin Dillon guy, and they watch the tape of the murder because what had happened was is that Shelly was t- doing her 90s, I'm recording you, Eric Draven, because you're cool. And he sings a song, and then... And he's like, I've never written it down. I wrote it just for you. No yep. one else has ever heard it except for you just now. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, yeah, well, I wrote a poem. So here's a poem that I wrote. And mm-hmm. then they bust through the door and do the things that you expect from the crow. Yeah. Like, so, murder him. Yeah. And they're all watching it, and they're like, yeah, this is great fucking murder tape. And then the boss guy's like, look, you guys use my name on the tape. You fucked up. All the evidence is right here. How dare you? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, sorry, boss, that won't happen again. Yeah, because, like, I don't remember Michael Wincott ever having a name or, you know, if he did, it was like, you know, 
some fucking flowery bullshit like yeah. Aloysius thing, you know, like just something mm-hmm. like that, you know. Aloysius. Well, I, you know, something like <laughs> some know. archaic name that sounds sort of evil or something. And yeah. it's like, but now he's like big money or something. Like they give him <laughs> some dumb like 1010 style name. It's like he's like money bags or something. I'm like, really? Like top money. Top I think, money. I think oh, yeah, is what that's his name was. Worse. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Uh, whatever. But yeah, yeah. And then he just, Crow Man just, or Mark Tocascos just kind of shows up and is like, Hey, I'm here. Uh, let's fight. And they shoot him a bunch of times. Ch- oh, well, they were they were going to lure in the detective yeah. and kill him and end the investigation. Right. Uh, the crow has just decided to show up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that he just basically drops in before they get the chance to get the drop on. The yeah, detective. They're, they're waiting on the not Ernie Hudson guy to show up. Yeah. And then like, yeah, they're just like, hey, shoot him a bunch of times. And then he's like, ow, and lays there like he's dead for a minute. And then it's just like, I guess I have crow powers, so I'll heal. And he kind of gets up and walks away just as the not Ernie Hudson dude is like showing up. And he's like, hey, mm-hmm. and he just walks away. So like they're investigating this. It's like and of course, is like, you know, his antagonist guy captain guy whatever the hell it is just like proof where's the proof there's no body there's no blood and they're like yeah but we found this weird you know soot stuff on yeah. the ground this is not a barbecue investigation yeah. blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. it's just like okay whatever guy yeah. <laughs> but at some point he just like he i don't remember how he finds him but he just like he pulls him in and he's like man you sure look like eric, Dra- eric draven but you can't be eric draven because he's dead so mm-hmm. what, are, what are you doing who are you yeah and they just have this like interrogation back and forth thing um and it's in the middle of that that he crows out, and then when the detective leaves the room, he hides up in the ceiling. Yeah, because, like, what was it? Oh, they um, they took Sarah, mm-hmm. and that's that's what made him crow out, because, you know, he occasionally has the crow vision, like, I can see other stuff that's happening right. stuff. So that's when he's like, you got to let me go. You know, I've got to go rescue her. Mm-hmm. And they just, they throw her in the murder trophy room, Yes, and he's like, I got to go. Yeah. And then does, like, a Van Damme-style hide-in-the-ceiling thing, you know. <laughs> You know, and they're like, there's nobody here. So I guess they just left. I guess they're like, oh, he's not here. We'll just leave the interrogation room door open. Mm-hmm. And he just walks out, I guess. No, he, they don't really show us that. Uh, he No, he jumps out. He leaves through a window oh, and then he... jumps down and gets on his motorcycle that's been in the impound for a oh. year. Well, I, <laughs> he just took a motorcycle from the impound. They didn't really say it was his. Well, he seemed awfully comfortable on that motorcycle. Well, Plus, sure. as we know, the crow has a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> Crotorcycle. Right. So <laughs> anyway, um, also, uh, he goes and visits Sarah's mom at some point and squeezes the alcohol out of her head. He just grabs her head and is like, no. And then she's well, like, I he, don't want to drink anymore. He does the like, you know, you don't know how much you're hurting your daughter here. Half her pain yeah. thing, which he does frequently yeah. throughout this. But the the, tec- the detective got him when he went to go take what's her face to school and he was hiding in the loft. Oh, that's what it was. And, yeah. Yeah. He was like, all right. You're yeah. So like he's met Sarah. She's like, holy shit, you're you're Eric Draven and you're not dead. Yeah. And then so like the detective meets him and it's like Sarah's the only one who's like, oh, wow. Yeah, you're cool. You're not dead. Yeah. And then everyone else is like, you can't be him yep. because that whole thing happens. And then it's a really dumb thing. Like he's hanging outside the club. Like he's, I mean, they're literally like wrapping up the crow movie in the first like 30 minutes because Mm -hmm. like he's hanging outside the club about to go like take care of everyone in there. And here's his song, like his special song for Shelly being performed by his ex band. That's that's later. Uh, The, 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 The band doing the sound check in the second episode is, is doing that. They're not playing it at the club. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it said they were playing it at the club. They were, yeah, they were doing the sound check while the, okay, the crime okay. scene right. dudes were that, there. You're, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, this first episode is 99 percent the crow movie until the last right. second where the guy's like, "It wasn't me, man," and then it's like, "What?" And yeah. So whatever, he goes into the club and basically like, 
all the all the people who actually murdered him and his wife just like oh let's get out of here guys and like so they never get murdered like, no none of them get murdered yeah so like the he bad just, guy just intervenes out of nowhere like before you know in the other movie it was like you killed all my henchmen now i gotta you know i gotta take care of this myself this is just like they're idiots so i guess i'm involved in this too yeah and he just goes in and like starts to beat him up a little bit and releases sarah and then like he's about to like literally rip his throat out i think at one point then yes. time and then he's just like oh yeah here have all the memories of well, well first first, first he's absent with just shelly's memories of like dying yeah but so like he's he's sarah's about to escape through a window mm-hmm. and she stops turns around and says i'd kill him too but shelly wouldn't right and it's like, fuck yeah, you. I, can't, I can't think I keep saying <laughs> yeah. Sarah instead of Shelly, but yes. So what he does is he goes in and he touches all of the, the mementos from the other murders right. and then touches his head and just, I guess, floods him with all the murder victims. Yeah. And dude just straight up goes nuts. Yeah. That's he's it. just babbling fucking utter nonsense, like, like taking short cook orders uh-huh. and just, just total not like I was not listening to the rest of the dialogue in the scene because I was listening to whatever the hell this man was babbling the whole yeah, time. He's like, I need a large fry and a double shake <laughs> and uh, it's, like, it's, it's delicious. And then pain. I don't know. Pain and yeah. hamburgers something. I don't know. Yeah. But so like basically. Yeah, he's he's done. He's he's dispatched top dollar yeah. because he's turned him crazy at this point. <laughs> yeah, and he just basically go they they Hannibal Lecter him basically. He goes to a jail cell and is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if he keeps coming back, but at least he comes back in the second one because they talk to him and he's still crazy. But like that's kind of it. He literally does no revenging whatsoever. Mm-mm. And yeah, at the end, like he doesn't go back to to Shelley because it's like no, dude, you haven't done shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, they have to set up the whole you know reason for the series to keep going right. i guess but yeah so then i guess that just, that kind of takes us into the next chunk yeah, of this I mean, which it, is it, there's no there's no transition in what we watched it's just like hey all of a sudden now we're onto this yeah because somewhere i think in the first episode they they had dropped just maybe a second of is it what's his name mark ralston is that the mm-hmm. same yeah, yeah the guy that was in aliens yeah. they they said his name well I, yeah i don't know his name in the movie i'm just saying the actor's name is yeah. mark, mark ralston right because yeah. yeah yes um but I think they set him up for like half a second in the first episode, like somewhere we didn't in the back. See him. Oh no, 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 okay, not at all. All right, so like he was just he was his name was in the opening credits, and he's just in the. They kind of mentioned something about him, but I yeah, that's what I'm saying. The transition between the two episodes is kind of that's it's it's weird because they have nothing to do with with each other, but they were like let's sandwich him like a movie, yeah, you know, for a pilot, yeah. and it's like there is connection, but not really. It's like super tangential, um, but yeah, it's like. So it's like the next day and the crime scene's cleaning up the club. Right. And the detective's there and he's like, well, this is weird because they punched him through a window up there and, you know, and And then then just Crow shows up just like, hey. (laughs) Well, he's hanging outside and like and and as I was saying before, like his ex-band is like doing a warm up during the during the the crime scene investigation to which like the not hurting Hudson dudes like, what the fuck are they doing here? They're like, oh, they're not hurting anyone. I love this song. Yeah. But they're doing their warm up playing a song or whatever and he hears his song Mm -hmm. and he's just like how do they know that song i didn't play it for anybody yeah and then his whole thing is like i'm going to figure out how they got this song and he straight up just goes and confronts his band at at one point i'm probably skipping around but like it's shortly after this yeah it's short like i think he waits for the cops to leave and then they're still like just warming up and then he's just like how who 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 said that name and they're like (laughs) told you martha and again they're just like 
Oh, hey, why do you look like him? <laughs> yeah. that, that you can't be him. Yeah, like no one is you like freak woods with with plastic surgery. Why do you look like this dead guy? Yeah, why it's do you? Like, and then why do you talk and sound like him and also say his catchphrase like "Don't worry" or something? <laughs> no worries, no, man. No worries, man. They're like, whoa, Eric used to say that. Get out of here, freak. And he's just like, how'd you get this song? And they're like, man, you need to talk to the record company. So yeah. he's just like, yeah, well, I'm going to intimidate you a few more minutes and then bye. Yeah, and it's just like. Okay, like not one person in the band was like, "Holy shit, dude, you're alive!" Yeah. Like everyone's immediately like, "Nah, yeah. who are you?" Yeah, that looks and sounds and acts just like the guy we knew for a long time. But yeah, he's just like, "All right, I guess I'm go, gonna go talk to the record company." And he's just like being. That's the other weird thing is like they don't bother. Everything about this is like watered down version of the first movie because like they're like, "Hey, you know how Brandon Lee was like." weird and hopped on things and then just like looked at people weird and said strange things what if you did that on in this too and they're like okay let's go with that yeah but also in broad daylight in broad daylight yeah so he's just <laughs> and like everyone looks like a fucking frat boy <laughs> yeah and then he's just like he's being coy in the lobby and then all of a sudden like he's like what if i am him you know like how hardcore is that like death couldn't keep a good rock and roller down and then like that's some some bullshit like that and then the record guy's like that's amazing. He's like, think about how much all these dead artists are selling, you know, Hendrix and Morrison and Kurt Cobain. And he's like, but our, our guy's not dead. He came back from death to keep on rocking. And they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then they're just like, Hey, let's call you up to the actual office. Like where the people who really make the decisions are. Mm -hmm. And that's where we see like, and again, I think we had some setup like Mark Ralston's in a wheelchair, like yeah, strapped to a wheelchair. Like he was in the, the first scene of this episode, yeah. just like hey, someone draped my snake on me. Yeah, I need it. And and, 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 and the, the dynamics are not made clear at first, but like he's like full on quadriplegic, like can't move anything but his head. Yeah. So he's got like an Asian lady that pushes him around. Mm -hmm. He's got this almost Brian Glazer dude, like that's like his muscle guy. Yeah. And I just like the whole time he was on screen, I was like, oh, look, it's like kind of buff Mark Mark. Or, Brian Glazer. Yep. Um, and then he's got his, we later find out it's his wife. Right. Who's Julie Dreyfus, who was in like Kill Bill and stuff. Yeah. You know. Um, she looks like a Romulan in this. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> she's dressed in, she's dressed has a real, Romulan haircut. Real, real weird. Yeah. But yeah, it turns out she's his wife who's like basically like trapped with him because he won't let her leave or anything. And mm -hmm. one of those weird situations. And then she was also involved. Like they sent her down to like go talk to the detectives because like her name's on the club or whatever, which is that's your weird sort of tie between right. these two episodes. Yeah, it that, turns out she actually owned the club before Top Dollar took it over. Right. He's like, your name's still on it or yeah. whatever. So go down there and, you know, explain this away. Or, yeah, you get, know. just make it go away. Yeah. We didn't have any. So, yeah, she's just like, oh, my, you know, like, I can't believe he was a murderer and he had a murder room and all this stuff. Like, that's shocking. Yeah. And it's also stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why would you do that? <laughs> but anyway, so like. <laughs> That that's that's your introduction to them, and then they're just like they talk to the crow guy basically, like they talk to Mark, Mark DeCoscos, and then you know they're cagey for a second, and then he's like, "How'd you get the song?" And mm -hmm. they're like, "I don't know, it's, that's weird. How did we get that song?" Yeah, um, and then at some point, like they're they go back to the club, or like I guess during the investigation, because he meets up again with not Ernie Hudson, who's like, "Yo, you need to see this. We found this tape in the club in mm -hmm. Top Dollar's like murder room." And they were watching it, and look, it's it's you and Shelly getting murdered. And he starts to play, and he's like, "So, the, oh yeah, so we recorded that song on there." And he's like, "Yeah, that's how they got it." Mm -hmm. And also turn this off. I don't want to watch myself get. It's weird because like he only really started doing the turn it off when they're about to murder him. It's like, yeah, that's the part you don't want to watch. Yeah, like like them raping and murdering your your girlfriend. That's yeah, that's yeah. okay, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're about to throw him out the window. He's like, "Turn it off." Yeah, I don't know. 
they they have a, a confrontation in an alley where they're just kind of this this cop takes a lot of physical abuse from the crow without really like copping mm-hmm. out, just being like, "Hey, listen, motherfucker, I'm a cop. Stop hitting me." Um, and at one point, he you know he, he's got a, he's taken his gun away and has has he's holding the gun on him and then just takes the bullets out and then I don't know what the fuck he does. He like squeezes them or th- whirls them around or something. I think it was implied that he <laughs> threw them so hard at the wall that they went off. Yeah, yeah, which mm. is not how bullets work sure you just throw them real hard you got crow pack you just throw no the part that explodes no. is on the back no and you, you just throw it <laughs> i mean the way they're designed is they go bullet part first they're like those little poppy things you throw they're, them and they explode. they're not <laughs> <laughs> they're really and they're not at oh, all weird yeah anyway anyway yeah um the crow and the the henchman guy have a fight in a parking garage at one point which there's a, a dialogue exchange that about made me lose my mind because throughout this whole thing, like Mark Dacascos's one liners are fucking terrible. They're just, you know, Smokey's bad for you. Nah. You know, it's just a constant, just like, you know, trade tables in their upright position. position. Nah. <laughs> you know, it's just fucking the oldest, dumbest shit. And so like bad guys saying some bad guy shit and he's like, you know, were were you born being a, a bad guy? And he's like, I'm a natural. And he says, Yeah, well, I'm supernatural. <laughs> it's just like, fuck off, <laughs> fuck everything, fire the person who wrote that, get out. It's the worst, <laughs> it's the worst dialogue exchange ever. I don't know. I think it's all right. No, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's the worst. I mean, I think it's all right. It's, it's all right. I mean, you know, he's got a point. <laughs> I mean, it's accurate, but still, Jesus. <laughs> no, he's not Jesus. That's true. Well, he only came back for like three days. He's, yeah. he's going to be here for a whole TV Yeah, because he's refusing to do any of the things yeah. that will let him move on. So I just want to skip to it. So at one point, like they have, they have put a tracker on the wife because the wife is like, I got to get the hell away from well, this guy. You, like during the first confrontation, he like touches her and he's like, oh, yeah, you're like you're being kidnapped basically by this guy so yeah. he's just like you come with me we're leaving you know he doesn't love you right and so they're like all right let him go oh no no he takes her he, he rescues her because she's like she pretends everything's okay and is like you know the fight in the parking garage was when she was trying to get away yeah like when they had their i were pretending that we're not evil and you're not the guy we murdered conversation you know about music mm-hmm. he t- he touches her hand and like has that whole flash and then he like whispers to her he's like he doesn't love you you need to escape and yeah. then so like and they're like, okay, bye bye, crow guy, and all that. She's like, <laughs> she's like, you know, it's like evening, and he's like, oh, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. She's like, I'm not really tired. I think I'm going to go for a drive. And they're like, yeah, take Brian Glazer with you. And mm-hmm. and she's like, I know, I'll be fine. And, and that's when they have the fight in the parking lot, and yeah. he basically rescues her. Yes, and then takes her back to Sarah and her mom's house. Yep, Darla is that her name? Yes, sure, correct. Okay, Darla. But yeah, and then they're like, well, this is a place you can hide. No one will find you here. Mm-hmm. But then he, Mark Ralston's like, oh, I have I put a tracker in this necklace that I gave her. <laughs> so, yeah, he sends Ryan Glazer down to pick him up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she's back to being kidnapped again. Yeah. And they bring her back home. And Mark Ralston's like, leave us. I want to have a discussion. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, I won't be needing you. And I won't be needing you, Asian lady who pushes me around. And then out of fucking nowhere well one he stands up out of the wheelchair and you're like the fuck and two then he turns around to face the camera and he's got fucking crow makeup on and you're like the fuck <laughs> uh-huh you okay 
you timed it perfectly because like it, you waited like a beat and a half and then you just went what <laughs> and that was well, that was, was the exact appropriate well, reaction to just like the fuck well because he like they show like his his foot stirring and then he leaps up out of his like you know and then turns around in crow makeups and then it's like commercial break mm-hmm. and it was like during the blackness of the commercial break it was just perfect timing to go huh <laughs> Yeah. yeah, um, they do not do a good job for the rest of this ep- episode explaining what the fuck is happening because no, they don't do it at all because they're just like he's got evil crow powers. Yeah, the inference of there's a lot of babbling and a bunch of bullshit, but basically the implication is that there are also evil crows, but they're powered by snakes. Because the way this thing is undone is that you have to kill the snake, and then that dude loses his crow powers. Yeah, because, I don't know, things and reasons, they end up, like, together and fighting. Like, I guess he's like, oh, I gotta go rescue Julie Dreyfus yet again. Yeah. Um, so like they go and just immediately have a confrontation, which is like, I'm all crowed up. You, you better be all crowed up and we're going to fight. Yeah. And he's got a magical knife that he slices, um, I almost said Brandon Lee, slices Mark Dacascos with. Okay. So this fight scene is like every Shaw Brothers movie condensed down to 12 seconds Mm -hmm. because like Mark Dacascos picks up a flag Mm -hmm. at one point and they're going to flag fight and that happens for two seconds. And then Mark Ralston has the the knife that he uses is one of those like spins around in your hand and you just like, you know, (laughs) it's just some dumb thing that spins around. You just push it like a like a deadly joy buzzer. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's a joy buzzer, but with blades on it spins around. Sure. Um, And it slices Mark Dacascos in the chest and then just like red light starts pouring out of him. And he's like, ha ha, your crow powers will now leave you. Yeah. The other thing that doesn't make sense is that the colors are wrong. The, the the good guys have Sith colors and the bad guys have Jedi colors. Yeah. It did but, that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Nothing makes sense, man. Yeah. We can program, but yeah, he slices them in like red lights coming yeah. out of him and he's like, ha ha, you know, if you die, then I don't know why they're not actually saying ha ha, but my, my, <laughs> they, they should be. Um, <laughs> you're, you know, you, yeah. you can lose your soul or something. And then Julie, like, Julie Dreyfus, or he had given Julie Dreyfus this like weird ceremonial, Kirby, knife, cerem- ceremonial knife. And she's like, Oh yeah, well I'm gonna stab your you know albino python or whatever the fuck it is, yeah. and and then he's like, oh my one weakness, stabbing me in the snake, <laughs> and then he Brandon Lee's like, not Brandon Lee, goddamn it, Mark Dacascos, <laughs> he looks so much like Brandon well, Lee because in this. this is all Eric Draven's yeah, story. It's hard to yeah. it is, but they I mean as far as like if you're gonna cast somebody to play not Brandon Lee, they did all right. Yeah, they did okay. I'm just saying. So anyway, yeah. but yes, Mark Dacascos like stands up and is like, oh well, since you stabbed the snake and he's hurting, I guess I'm fine now because he just immediately heals and then slices him across the chest which makes like i said makes green light come out of him mm-hmm. and then they stab the snake a couple more times and then i just, he just he, yeah he just falls over like ow and then yeah he just he like a good jedi disappears <laughs> yep you know and later mark DeCosco says he saw the lights yeah <laughs> fuck off <laughs> But yeah, that's that's like really the entire second episode because there's some other like dumb shit that happens where it's like Julie Dreyfus is like, oh, I guess I'm going to go run the club that I once ran because now I'm free, mm-hmm. even though evil Brian Glazer is still out there. But now, you know, without a job, I guess. Yeah. And all of the henchmen are still out there. Yep. 
And Top Dollar's not dead. He's just in jail, and he started to get a little more lucid because, like, when he's talking to the cop later, he's not babbling nonsense. He's talking about it's the dudes with the snakes. You got to look out for them, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you're like, oh, he's crazy. He's like, oh, no, he's absolutely right. There's a society of, of snake crows out there <laughs> doing evil shit. Yeah. Because there was like, there, for half a second, Mark Ralston was like, join, join us, join the bad crows, join the dark side. And Mark Dacascos was just like, no, the, I don't want to. The crakes? Yeah. Or the snows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this just ends with uh, Shelly ghosting into his into their old loft. And he's like, Shelly! And then she ghosts away and he's like, no. <laughs> and then he just sits forlorn at the window. Oh, Shelly. <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe the third episode picks up from there, but... Uh, yeah, okay, so I will say what I said when we finished watching this, mm-hmm. is that this is not good. Like, I mean, this is this is pretty close to bad. It's still better than the Beastmaster TV series that we sampled. Yeah, that was boring as shit. Yeah, like I said, I don't I don't fall asleep during many things that I'm watching, mm-hmm. but that immediately put me to sleep, and, and as I commented uh, in, when we were talking about it in Discord, I was like, a pilot of a TV show, sh- at least that should keep you interested... Or else you don't have much to go on. Right. However, I will say with this one, I felt because they felt the need that they had to like retell the first Crow mm-hmm. movie for some reason, which is which is a weird thing to do because if you're coming to this, then you're probably already on board with at least the first Crow movie. Like it's it's weird that they felt the need to recreate it. Like oh, we're just going to suck in new viewers that are unfamiliar with Crow shit. Well, one, it's easy. I guess it's easy. It's easy to write because you just condense everything yeah. down. And two, it's like you. <sighs> You have to undo the ending of the crow, right? And sure. so you yeah. want your guy to be in footage the whole time. I, I guess so. I mean, but I will say when we finish watching this, not that the second episode is good because it's kind of utter nonsense and and you know just establishes that there could be evil snake crows or whatever. <laughs> but I was like, you know, this might actually get better because divorcing, having, you know, having to tie it into the first one and the fact that like all the henchmen are still out there running around Mm -hmm. and that he can slowly dispatch them over the course of the series, you know, kind of makes me interested in watching more of it. Not, I'm not gonna, but I'm just saying like, (laughs) I I can see the potential that it's, it could get better because random crow adventures and the Amityville yard sale of avenging all the people in, in the murder trophy room, right. You know, is kind of a mildly interesting idea for a TV show, but I just have a feeling it's going to be bad and ill-explained and all of that stuff, um, so I'm not going to bother, but I see I see the potential for a decent Crow TV series. I don't think this is going to be it, but you know, I see how you could make it an episodic thing about the Crow and make it okay. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, even even if, like, let's say they, they remake the Crow like they've been talking about for, you know, 10 years, mm-hmm. um, and it's suddenly popular again somehow, I could see that, like, you could do... I think what would be interesting if I... You know, not that I'm going in again because I'm not that big of a fan of The Crow, but I could see show running a Crow TV series and making it work by every season it's a different person. Sure. And you could do, like, a, a single series or single season episodic thing where it's just kind of like American Horror Story where it's, like, it's tangentially, you know, connected, but each season is a whole new weird, dumb thing. Different location. Yeah, different location, different cast, you know, some some people would carry over. But I could see, like, you could make an interesting TV series based on The Crow just Mm -hmm. by, like, slowly over 10 episodes or so, him avenging whatever wrongdoing and things about it, and then, like, okay, I'm at peace, you know, Crow away. 
and <laughs> next season it's like okay what happened you know because so, i mean like every season could be like a long movie and you could do an interesting thing television wise episodically with yeah the crow there, i came away from this at the end the same way you were where i was like there's some okay obviously they can't keep elevating the well, obviously, it wasn't that guy who w- called the shots and won me dead. It's this new big bad. Oh, and they, they, oh, they, not to interrupt you, but they do drop one minor. There's one weird scene that has nothing to do with anything else where it's a flashback where mm-hmm. he's actually playing with his band in the yes. same club. Yes. And they set up like there's some dude random. It's actually, it's like when, when Eric met Sally or one of Shelly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's a scene where it's like that's where they first met, but there's like some dude randomly hitting on her and he's like in the middle of the set, puts down his guitar and goes and intervenes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is that somehow create the tension of the person that wanted to kill him? Because that seems like a really petty reason to go murder somebody of like, hey, maybe she's not interested. And, yeah. But sure yeah i'm Could saying be. like like it, it 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 just drops in the middle of a scene and it's like well this seems like maybe this is supposed to mean something other than just how they met if this had been like an hbo show there would probably be more attention on that scene it would just be like ah, i don't know maybe that guy yeah i think this was probably just a random bit of probably just like hey what if we uh you know what if we show how they met for yeah. the first time yeah so i mean like i i could i could be totally wrong but i could see how this show could progress along and they do a lot of that stuff like flashbacks to stuff and that prompts new adventures or whatever mm-hmm. but i'll i'll say this crow you're gonna have to start murdering some people you know if you want to stop being the crow and go back to shelly on the bridge mm-hmm. because you can't you can't just let them all not die <laughs> you right. have to you have to go kill 1010 and raw dog and <laughs> and big steve and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little pete yeah you know <laughs> Patches, you know, yeah. all, 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 all your favorites. On junkyard. <laughs> um, I don't think it's fair to rate this. No, I, I don't no. think I don't think this is something that you could rate because it's no. it's two different. I mean, it's two episodes put together. It's different everything. Yeah, it's it, and it it's, means nothing. Yeah. So um, it's just we did it. We covered it. I, I wanted to. I wanted to see the official. Like, okay, let's reset the Eric Draven storyline and and see what mm-hmm. we can do with it. Not good. Just the the weirdest thing to me about it, and there's, believe me, a lot of weird shit in these first two episodes, but just the whole, like, the 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 fact that the crow makeup is unexplained is just, like, that's the power. Like, when you have the power, you look like the crow, mm-hmm. and it's not something that anyone drew on. Uh, and the fact that it comes and goes mm-hmm. is the weirdest thing to me. I think the weirdest thing is that the DNA for all the gothy bullshit is still there. And, and, and this is going to sound weird, because I'm talking, you know, after, you know, watching a uh, city of angels or whatever the fuck yep. it was and me going off on goths. Mm-hmm. I remember it's, it's a little strange that like you still have all this gothy shit like driving it. And there's, it, it's like literally like goth guy versus the cast of entourage. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like it, that's what makes no local sense. Tufts bullshit. Like, like even this nightclub is populated with just college kids. It's not oh, industrial. And the, and the song he plays is practically country. Yeah. Like, Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Fuck, if if my brain was working better, I was going to make a good reference, but it's not. But yeah, maybe some TV exec was like, you need to cut out that goth bullshit. I need to see sunlight. I need to see bright clothes. I need to see pretty ladies, you know, even though they don't really do that here. But um, yeah, I, I could see like some network meetings of just, it, it, just guys in suits like, all right, enough of this dark bullshit. We need to make the crow happy. <laughs> 
I just want you to know because I, I just googled this because I was curious if I would remember the name. There there is actually a, an act that's sort of goth country. Okay. Um, and I can't remember the dude's name, mm-hmm. but um, in, in searching for that, I, and I made this joke because first he plays his love song is kind of countryish, yeah. almost almost rockabilly. Yeah. And I said, oh, it's gothabilly. That's an actual thing. There's a Wikipedia There's entry for, for gothabilly. gothabilly. Yeah. Sure. I was just making that up, but uh, it's uh, it's there. Well, it was born uh, in the crow. Stairway to Heaven, nineteen ninety eight. Got the Billy. Uh, basically, Chris Gaines. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Look, if you took Chris Gaines and Garth Brooks and put them together. You'd have Garth Brooks. Or Chris Gaines. But I'm saying if you took both personas and put them together, you would get Gothabilly. I don't know. Sure. I don't want to talk about Chris Gaines. Why not? (laughs) Because that was such a weird timeline. Like, what the hell was going on for, like, one year in the 90s? Well, you know what? I've got friends in crow places. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for paying for that joke. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to our show. Patreon.com slash BMFcast is where you go to throw money at us, and we will continue to produce this show. Mm -hmm. If you want it on time, relevant to when we record it, Patreon's a place to get it. Otherwise, it'll show up months later down the line on the regular feed. But either way, however you listen, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. I just remembered the name I was trying to remember. Go for it. Bonnie Prince Billy. It's a he's a basically a country goth dude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Just popped in my head. Fantastic. Uh, We'll be back next week with something. I don't know. The poll just went up and uh, there's no clear front runner yet. So, but yeah, the, we, we run a poll on the Patreon page. Uh, You get to pick what we do and that's how you got these two episodes of the crow because people hate us. (laughs) So uh, we'll be back with something next week. I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. And this is Mamcast Extra. Out.